I said I was going to talk about the other half, which is a continuation of the first. But this other half, I want to make it more modern. Because at the end of the day, when we come under teaching, is not just to, because one of the reasons why many people left the church over the past 200 years is because the church became very impractical, right? I know the Bible, but how does the Bible solve my argument with my wife or my husband? How does the Bible help me quell the broken, the, the, the broken relationship between I and my son? How does the Bible quell the economic problem that I'm facing in my life? And you find the Bible can solve all these things if one sits down to really understand it. And you see how the solutions are there if one can read with an open face. So conversations like this one is not just for us to leave and oh, have information. It's for us to have tools to enact in our lives here and now. So much more that, so much so that we can see that change manifest here. And things can really become better for every single one of us. So God is not just a person up in the sky. It's not a statue. No one bows down to statues. I think that's understanding what I'm saying. No one bows down. To, forget about what anyone says. No one bows down to a statue. I know when we go to certain shrines and temples, you know, people have like stone figures. I'm sure you've all seen that before. Like in temples, people have stone figures and everything. Even still, that's not what they are bowing down to, right? Because they go to those stone figures for vengeance. Isn't it so? When someone goes to a babalawo and they go to appease that particular stone figure, they go because they are vengeful. And they want to punish that their, their, their co-wife, true or false. Or they want to punish their co-wife's son. Or they want to punish that their friend has been eyeing their husband, true or false. So it shows that the God is not even still that stone. The God is what drove them to that stone to, to solve their problem. Do you get my point? I'm not saying that there isn't reality with all those um, idols. As if there's no spiritual, of course, but I don't. Really want to go into all that today. I'm, I'm not saying that so that no one thinks that, oh, I'm one of those people who, oh, 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 all this spiritual stuff is going to exist. Not at all. I am very, I'm actually even more conversant with things like that. That's where I started from, from the realm of raw spirit and spiritual encounter. I started from there so much so that, but understanding was important. And it's from understanding that I'm able to teach these things this way. Because, for example, now, those stones you see in, in those shrines and everything, they're not those stones, right? Those stones, are, they have a kind of life. Those idols that they build in shrines. But that life that they have is as a result of the thought projections of the people upon it. So much so that the more you keep on projecting a particular desire towards that stone, the more that desire begins to take on some kind of life form around that stone that becomes a living entity that is based on that particular desire that you have. And let's say you have deep hatred. You begin to project, first of all, even your home can become like a demonic statue because in this home, you just keep projecting bitterness, anguish, this. You don't know that that, that projection becomes a living entity that latches itself to that your house. So much so that anyone who enters within the ambit of your home will find themselves magnetized with that feeling of anguish. That's how you can enter a place and say, my God, this place is so depressing. Yes, because the people that live there have projected that depression in that environment. 
that it has now become a living personality and embodiment. If people continue doing it before you know it, it doesn't just fill a house, it fills a, a complete geographical location. That's why, the, that's why they now talk about things like principalities and powers and all things of that sort. These are things that men have actually created by their projections, desires. They have made a lot of these demonic entities. Many people don't even know this. It now takes on a life of its own. And because you created it from the desire of bloodshed, it also has that appetite of bloodshed. Because everything that is created in life, it's the food that comes from where it was born. How can I explain that? If you are made inside planet Earth, the only food you can eat is from planet Earth. True or false? True or false? Can you eat food from planet Mars? I'm asking. So if an entity is born from planet rage or planet greed, can he eat anything but rage or greed? I'm asking. Can he, can he eat anything but rage? No. So that's why you have bloodthirsty spirits, principalities in certain regions, because people have actually created that from their own greed and malice. Now it has become an artificial, the real artificial intelligence has always existed. It's spiritual, but people don't know these things. Anyway, I don't talk about these things, but people will say I'm being ridiculous and stuff like that. But those who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. There's a real artificial intelligence. The same way the computer can live your will and do what it wants, the same way things that people have created in spirit can decide to disconnect from you and go its own way. There are many names people call it. Many names, many names, many names. Before the word artificial intelligence came, there's a name they called it artificial elementals. But I won't say more than that. That is creatures that have been created from the elements within your own self from your anger, from your loss, from your pride. They become living entities. And wizards, they use this to assault people. They will sit down in their room. They will meditate deeply on anger. They will use that anger as a base material to create an element in the realm of the spirit. And then as they create it, they project an image of you on that entity and forward it to you. That's how some, your dream, someone will come and be flogging you. That's how it works. Do you guys understand? That's how it works. And it will flog you. If it's not anger, it's lost. They'll sit down and create an effigy from lost. And because they, have a, they can telepathically understand your mind and your sexual desire, they begin to form that entity in, in, in relationship to what you like. And bam, it finds you in the dream. And it comes in a dream and comes upon you. Before you know it, you've woken up with a wet, you see yourself ejaculated from the dream. You have a, you've had an orgasm from the night. And the robbery they wanted to achieve, they've achieved it based on that spiritual, artificial intelligence they've created. These are real things. Whether one believes it or not, it doesn't matter. All these things don't matter. So when we, these things are there, but I'm not trying to talk about all these things tonight. So all those stones, even people talk about how, you know, in some Catholic churches, this, the statue of Mary Christ, it's not a lie. That because of everyone coming in front of that statue and projecting veneration, it becomes a life. So much so that there are many times that people are praying, that statue will leave that place and come and pray with them. Oh, you see, I'm talking wrong. <laughs> there are things that have happened in this world, my friends. I'm telling you, it's just that because we've moved to the city where we have disconnected from nature and, and life, we see oh, all these things are not real. Sure, sure, man, sure, you know. <laughs> but let me not spook anyone tonight. That's not why we're here. I'm not saying all this to let you know that. When we talk about all these statues, there's a reality to people falling a statue. But it's not still that statue they're bowing down to. I want you to understand. No one bows down to a statue. 
ultimately there's some value within yourself that even brings you to that statue. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Yes, indeed, for the person on Instagram, like the statue that lightning struck in Brazil, indeed, you know? So there are realities in that, but I don't want to go too much. That would be too, maybe one, or, one of these days we'll have a, a mystical conversation and we'll talk about a lot of mystic. I know some of us would like that. But it does, all this is just to scintillate our senses. But if I say, okay, do this, do this, everyone will start to say, uh, you know, but anyway, let's, let's, you're saying, yeah, so many, but you'll be the first person that you will not complete assignment. Yeah? <laughs> you say, yeah, but if I tell you, okay, do some simple thing. You won't do it. <laughs> huh? Anyways, as well. Time will come for all that. <laughs> but anyway, regardless, no one bows down to a statue any more than anyone bows down to physical Jesus. You can't bow down to physical Jesus. You can't, you can't worship someone of the past. It doesn't mean anything. What does it mean I'm, I have a statue of Jesus and I bow down? It doesn't mean anything. Because a statue is always a representation of something that you bow down to. Are you guys getting me? There's an Abafemi Awolowo statue that is in front of the Third Milan Bridge, if I'm correct. What does it mean to make a statue of Abafemi Awolowo that people worship? Which, in a sense, is a good thing. Abafemi Awolowo represents a person that was enslaved by foreigners went into the foreign land, learned their ways, and used their ways to deliver his people from that bondage. I believe everyone should worship to the quality, true or false? Do you guys get my point? Do you guys get my point? Is equality worth worship? What venerating? You don't bow, no one ever bows down to people. You don't, you don't ever bow down to people. It is impossible to worship a man. It's not possible. You can only ever worship spirit. Yes, like the woman with the issue of blood. It was not the garment, but her will to believe. Her faith in Jesus is what cleansed her. He even told her, your faith has made you whole. Not even I healed you. Because Jesus Christ said, why do you call me Lord, 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 and not do what I say? It doesn't make sense for you to call me Lord, but yet neglect the very words that come out of my mouth. What is the value of your Lordship? It means nothing. Because ultimately, all you can ever bow down to is spirit. The physical entity is but a representation, is but an ambassador of that spirit. Initially, yes, you might need something physical. I mean, for example, every single one of us, I'll ask you a question. Tell me if this is true or false. Every single one of us in our lives, we have people who represent certain qualities we worship. Whether it's the quality of make money by any means, whether it's the quality of you must be disciplined, whether it's the quality of you must follow God, true or false. Don't we have people that when we think of these qualities, we remember them, true or false? Right? That represent these values. That when we're doing something wrong, ah, we just hear that voice in my head. Don't do this, so do that. So. Do you guys get my point? Because, because we are naturally earthbound people, because we are primarily physical and fleshly people, spirit has to first of all take on flesh in order to reach us, 
he uses flesh as an interface. But eventually, that flesh has to be taken away for you to know the spirit by itself. That even if this person is not here, that value, that principle that it represented, you still hold on to it. That's actually what makes a person strong and spiritual. That even if your man of God is caught in the bed with seven women, it will not take your faith in God away from you. For many of us, because we're still very earthbound, our faith is actually still rooted in men and people. That if they fall, we fall. My line. My line. And that's happened many times in history. And that's why God always loves to show the fallibility of man to let you know that you can't. Do you know? Do you know how heartbreaking it was for those who believed in Jesus and saw him murdered like a piece of meat? You can't understand the heartbreak. <laughs> oh God, you can't understand it. No, you actually can't understand what those people felt at that time. Someone who you had put on a pedestal that was inconceivable. And they punched his face, slapped him, they stripped him naked. His buttocks was moving in the street. You guys think it was play? He was in his... <laughs> his buttocks was in the streets. And they executed him like a common criminal. I say it will break the strongest of men. And God made sure it was like that so that you don't trust in the tangible. It's not the tangible that delivers. And that's why Paul said, we know no man after the flesh. Even though we knew Christ this way, thus we know him no longer because Christ is spirit. Christ is an embodiment of principles. Christ is a value system. Is a character structure that we bow down to. Because all those disciples said they bowed down to Jesus, but when push came to shove, it was clear they bowed down to fear. Jesus was not their Lord. Did he tell them to pray? But they slept. He was not their Lord. He said, why do you call me Lord, 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 and don't do what I say? Who is Lord to you is verified by who you obey. When they were in the boat and the storm came and they were afraid, Jesus was not their Lord. If he was their Lord, they would be sleeping like him. But if they fret for their lives, revealing who their Lord was in that moment, it wasn't Jesus. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? So when the Bible talks about gods and God, about people or a statue is about the things those statues represent. Now, I want to talk about the last statue for the night, and we'll call it tonight, right? And show us how it also exists even in our time. Are you guys ready? Are you guys tired? Should we go? Should we call it tonight? Should, should we close shop, guys? Should we close shop? Not yet. Huh? Should we close shop? Are you guys tired? Should we close shop? No, 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 no. Let's keep going. All right. All right. There's another God in the Bible that the Bible called a false God. Remember, I'm trying to help us understand why things were called false. It's not just because, because the idea of it is false because it's not part of me. There's nothing more narcissistic than that. That idea that your God is false because it's not what I was born into. Do you understand how myopic 
But, but, whew, do you guys understand how myopic that is? Are you able to see that now? That that is such a myopic point of view. That the only reason why you are wrong is because you don't have you don't read the same book that I was I was given when I was born. You are wrong because you're not part of my race. You are wrong because you're not part of my group. You are wrong because you're not on my side. There is nothing more ridiculous than that. And any religion that is built on that kind of mindset is built on error already. It has already failed. Are you, are you guys understanding what I'm saying? If God says something is false, he's inviting you to investigate why. Not just because it's different from you. Because you might even find something that is different from you that, my God, you need to bow down to that. Are you guys understanding? There are many depths to this conversation. I'm just really, what, let me be honest. This is as basic as basic. Basic. This is really just a base, a foundation. It gets much deeper than that. But let's just lay down this. I'll talk about another God in the Bible that was called a false God. A God called Ashtoreth. How many of us have heard of that? Ashtoreth. Ashtoreth. The god Ashtoreth was a Philistine god, if I'm correct. Right? Ashtoreth was a Philistine god who, by virtue of, of the way people worshipped her, that god was associated with the Greek Venus and Roman Aphrodite. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Based on how, how that God was worshipped, she was associated with the Greek Venus, no, the Roman Venus and the Greek Aphrodite. Are you guys with me? Based on the way it was worshipped, it was associated with the Greek Aphrodite and the Roman Venus. Asteroid was a God that was worshipped with orgies and sexual lasciviousness, and all manners of sexual impurity and immorality. It was a value system that considered the gratification of sexual impulse greater than anything in life. Anyone that lives like that is an animal. Let me just put it like that. You're an animal. It's the truth. You're an animal. Period. It's not an insult. It's just, I mean, every human being is an animal, in case you don't know. We're all animals, but we're higher animals. I'm not, I'm not talking about evolution theory that we came from apes. No. I'm talking about you, like a, like a dog have eyes, like a dog have a nose, you have a mouth, you have hands, legs, you have genitals, you are like an animal physically. What separates you from the animal is not your physicality, because physically speaking, an animal is better than you. Do you guys know that? Physically speaking, an animal is better than you. Do you know that? Do you know that? Or you need me to prove that to you? Do you know that? Or you need me to prove that to you? Oh, you didn't know that, Elios? Ah. If I put you in a cage with a lion, who is likely to come out alive? <laughs> who is likely to come out alive? If I put you in a cage with a lion, you're not going to come out alive. <laughs> a man does not defeat a lion with his body. He defeats a lion with what? Who can tell me? 
He defeats the lion with what? With the mind. With the intangible aspect of himself. I saw a video of Masai Marai warriors who stole a kill from cheetahs. Like they stole an antelope that two cheetahs just killed. On a normal day, you are supposed to be dead. They just took a thing and did And they did it. The cheetah was afraid. And every time they do that, the cheetahs are afraid, they will run a little bit. When cheetah, the cheetah will come back to them, they'll do it again. I did it. The cheetah become afraid again. And that's how they did like that until they escaped with the cheetah's meat. <laughs> because by virtue of how they manifested, they caused the cheetah to believe that they are physically greater than the cheetah. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? And eventually they defeated it with brains, not brawn. Because physically, the hands of the cheetah are stronger. The skin is stronger. It can survive hard weather. They have fur. They, their eyes have very little, uh, their eyes are able to see in the dark. It can see long distance. They can smell things from miles away. They can hear things from miles away. You can't hear like that. You can't see like that. You can't smell like that. A dog won't smell. He knows whether this food is good for it or not. You, you won't smell. So you see, it is. In fact, it's even poisoning yesterday. See, you ate it again tomorrow. Because why? Well, <laughs> are you guys understanding my point? Physically speaking, your body is not better than an animal's body. Physically speaking, their, their body is better, better than yours. Their body is mostly, you, you need to wear animal skin to survive. Think about that. You need to wear animal skin to survive in this world. Like you kill them and take their skin and wear it. But they have that skin normally. Are, are you guys getting my point? Uh-huh. So if it's based on physicality, an animal is better than you. So it's not your body that makes you better than the animal. It's not the tangible aspect of yourself that makes you better than the animal. It's the intangible. Right? It's the intangible. You cannot swim better than a fish. No matter how much you try, fish will swim past you. Forget it. It will swim better than you. No matter what you try, you cannot fly more than a bird. So forget it. But the animals are more suited for the physical element than you are. Because who said you were made primarily for the physical elements? So if you, that wasn't made primarily for the physical elements, begin to live your life primarily for the physical elements, have you not become an animal? Solomon says, someone bring the scripture from me and post it. He said, we test men and help, and they will, I, I'm quoting it, in it, I'm paraphrasing it now. Test men and let them see that men are beasts. Just go, let me just try and find it. Test them and let them see that, they are, that men are beasts. It does, it's not exactly like that, but if, if, you, if I Google it that way, I would, I would probably get the scripture. It's in Ecclesiastes. Uh-huh. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 18. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 18. Thank you. I also said to myself, concerning the condition of the sons of men, God test them that they may see that they themselves are like animals. <laughs> this is not Charles Darwin here, friends. <laughs> this new King James is even sweeter. In, in, in normal King James, is God test them and, 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 they, and that they may see that they themselves 
are beasts. But the, the, the King James uses beasts, not even animals. <laughs> so this is not Charles Darwin, friends. In case you're thinking, oh, I'm one of those evolution theory. This is the Bible here, right? <laughs> God tells them that they may see that they themselves are like animals. <laughs> are you guys understanding? Thank you, rejoice. You have done well. She has brought this scripture. The, the King James says, <laughs> I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them and they might see that they themselves are beasts. Indeed, the test is to show who you really are or who you can be. Indeed. Indeed. Right? Ashtore or Astarte was a God that was an embodiment of the worship of sex. Remember, God is anything you sacrifice for or sacrifice to. You listen, I mean, you listen to the songs that are produced today. Oh, I go die for your bum bum, baby. I go die for your bum bum. See back, oh, see waist, oh. I go craze for your waist, oh. <laughs> Guy, was that was that too raw? <laughs> Should I have sugarcoated it a little bit? Your bum bum, they make me mad, oh, are they crazy oh, for your waist, oh. <laughs> Song. Song that comes out. Every song. Every song. Like every song. There's no song that comes out that there isn't some glorification of the waist. <laughs> it's tragic. It's tragic. It's tragic. <laughs> I'm weak. I like, you know what? Every time I don't think about it, it just weakens me a little bit. How someone in their right mind goes to a studio, goes to a studio, you spend how many thousand for studio time? And the only thing you can come up with is that I will die for your bumble. <laughs> oh my God, I'm joking. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, God help this squirrel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and when you check it, those songs that people sing are actually a manifestation of their value system. I kid you not. When I was in the world, quote unquote, I've said it before, back then I used to work hard a lot. I was in the gym five, six times a week. I'm telling you, I wasn't going to the gym to be healthy. I wasn't going to the gym to be fit. I was going to the gym to be sexy. And for girls to look at me and want me, period. 
I'm telling you. When I was running up and down trying to do this business or the other and trying to do this hustle or the other, all I was thinking about was sex. Whether it's a successful business or make money or buy a cow, everything came down to me having a larger spectrum of girls that I could sleep with. I'm telling you the truth. And if you ask most men, they'll tell you the same thing. And if you ask most women, they'll tell you the same thing. When they buy their dresses, when they fix their eyelashes, when they go to the hospital. <laughs> I'm laughing because I saw one video, but let me not talk about that. That video is funny. <laughs> These days, girls now, you know, fix the booty, fix the breast, fix the this, this and that. It still comes down to sex. Are you guys getting my, are you guys, am I lying? Am I lying? It comes down to sex. It comes down to sex. When the girl goes to the store and buys this dress, she's not thinking about protecting herself from the cold or what, all these things don't mean a damn thing. She doesn't care about whether the weather is hot, so let me wear something that will not make me, all these things don't mean a damn thing. What can I wear that when that man enters, he doesn't have common sense again, that he loses all reasoning once he sees me, so that in his mind, he can just start to sing, I will die for this bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> now, someone who lives their life sacrifices everything for the sake of sexual gratification. There are much deeper aspects to this matter of sex, but like I said, I'm not trying to go too deep in this question. I don't want to just stay on things that the average common sense can grasp, right? I don't want to go mystical or spiritual or anything. Again, time will come for that, but I don't want to just stay on things that it can't escape the common sense of the average man. Someone that lives their life for sexual gratification, that is everything you sacrifice for is for a time of mind-blowing sex. The time your wife gains weight, what will happen? The time your husband doesn't have that strength of a stallion that he did when he was in his 20s, what, 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 what will happen? Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? This is why marriages can't last. Because the actual virtues of the soul, the actual values that make a person strong and powerful are not being celebrated. It's shake a bum, shake a bum, shake a bum, bum, spray money, spray money, spray money. So money and sex is what the whole world is worshiping today. And there are many gods, many idols that stand as embodiments of these things. My line. Look at this young girl, Ayastar. I don't think she's even up to 20 years old. It's clear she has inherited an ancient mantle. It is clear. In every generation, you will always find them. The baton is always passed. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? In the 1950s, 
It was unheard of to even see a woman in her bikini on TV until apostles like Marilyn Monroe entered the industry. And there was one picture where her skirt was blown up by the wind and a man was looking under her skirt. Look at the crowds of men. Then gradually, 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 moral values began to decline. And as opposed to people sacrificing themselves for the unity of the family, for peace in the home, they began to sacrifice everything for the bomb bomb. <laughs> It sounds funny. <laughs> it sounds funny, but it's tragic. <laughs> it's tragic. <laughs> it's tragic. They began to sacrifice everything. <laughs> right? <laughs> They will waste their strength. They will waste their emotions. Honest men will become liars, deceive this woman that she's in love with him, with her, tell her all kinds of things, sell her dreams, only to sleep with her once and disappear. You become dishonest. You begin to betray your own conscience just because of a moment of sexual gratification. That's Ashtoreth. That's Aphrodite. That's Venus. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? And all these things now become lifted up as values. Replace the word God with value and your eyes will be opened in a majestic way. All these movies and songs indirectly teach us what we ought to value. And without knowing it, we are starting to believe them. My line, check the things that people stress themselves for these days. Very superficial, very temporal. Things that will pass away in a fleeting moment. Things that don't mean much in the grand scheme of things. And everyone is singing all these songs. And you say, oh, how can you say I sing this song? I'm being religious. It's like... Again, that's the problem when we, 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 we have been raised to believe that evil is anything that doesn't look like me and good is anything that looks like me. So therefore, you assume that I say that this song is bad because it doesn't sound like gospel. If that's the reason why I'm saying it, then I'm a fool. And many people are foolish because of that. They reject this song, not because they've actually listened to the values that this song lifts up, but because the drum is different from the way we drum in my church. Am I, am I lying? Am I lying? That's the only reason why they say don't listen to this song. It's because of the drum. And to prove it to you, recently there was a, and not to put down this particular person, because this person is actually a very um, wonderful person that God is raising in this time. But it's a particular man of God that was getting married. And <laughs> in his wedding, they played, um, I think, the Limo Blaze or something like that. It was a gospel song. It was a song that was worshiping God. But once he just heard the boom, 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 he said, remove that thing, get it out. <laughs> you, you, you understand? 
I mean, one can go deep and say, okay, maybe he knew that the singer was not really as spiritual as whatever. That, well, that's up for discussion, right? But regardless, he just heard a melody that was different to their, how does the Tifilosonic song go? You know, all those, oh, gee, you know, just because it sounded in a different form, automatically it was labeled as, as wrong or bad. I'm trying to remove that ideology, you know, from us where I'm rejecting it because I am very conscious of what it represents and how detrimental it can be for my life and where I'm trying to go to. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Hmm? There's this song that's very popular in recent times by this gentleman called Ashake, a song called Joha. There was almost no place I would open my phone that song won't play to the point where the lyrics just, I just happened to know the lyrics. Just because I opened this story, the song is playing everywhere. This, I'm like. So when they said, let me actually go and investigate the lyrics to see what it means. The song literally starts by him saying, Shekomo Lefa. What do you mean of what Shekomo Lefa is? Do it and don't get tired or something like that. Are you guys understand what I'm saying? I hope you know what he's talking about. Let me even find it. Let me just even, let me find it quickly. Let me, let me do this. Joha lyrics translation. Let me find this quickly. I saw it. Wow. I'm just, uh, see, because this is, are you guys ready for us to be real? I'm going to translate it as, as real as it is. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? It's going to be raw. Are you ready? Okay. The song starts by saying, it starts by saying, wait, where's that place again? It starts by saying, wait, I just saw it now. Where are you? Where are you? Uh -huh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> are you guys ready? It's very raw. Are you, are you guys ready? Do you know Shekomolefa is? Shekomolefa means make it in a way that I will not pull out. Shemolekulajo, make it hard. That is, make it very difficult for me to pull out when I'm having sex with you. I'm sure you didn't know that. I'm sure you didn't know that. I'm, I'm sure you didn't think it was going to be this raw. He's literally saying, make it hard for me to pull out when I'm having sex with you. <laughs> of course, Zora, of course, they are apostles. Of course, they are, they are very seasoned and empowered apostles. Very, I mean, yesterday I just happened to listen to 
a message from three years ago from a very beautiful teacher called Ernest Paul. And we're just talking about how what happened in America 60 years ago is about to happen in Nigeria, where in the space of 10 years, a class of musical superstars completely dismantled all the values that took 300 years to build in America in just 10 years' time. The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Elvis Presley, James Brown, in just 10, 20 years, they dismantled the moral foundation that caused America to stand. It's happening to Nigeria, if you can see it. America is falling because of all that. Righteousness upholds a nation. And every nation that has ever fallen fell because they abandoned the God-given values. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? You're right, Dan. They've moved to higher products in America. They are in phase four. <laughs> phase one was the 1960s. Nigeria is in that phase one. Look at now, every Nollywood movie now, breast is happening. I was shocked. There's a movie I watched recently. Um, what's the name of this movie again? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, Anikulako. I was so shocked. Although I, I saw that it was, I, when I went online, they said it was like a prop breast, but still, like, there are, there are, no, there are new movies now that it's not, a, it's not prop. It was prop because it was this actress, um, what's her name? Is it Bimbo Ademo or something like that? Who I know to some degree, she does not, uh, she does not give in to all that lewdness and et cetera, et cetera. But it's becoming a thing. Something that was unheard of in Hollywood. That even a small peck on, on lips is, was hard to do. Now, there's now open, you know, there's already soft porn going on. Why? Because Netflix is coming with their dollars. Now, every movie that's coming out now, there must be at least five, six pornographic scenes. I mean, what happened to beautiful movies like Pride and Prejudice, where there wasn't one single naked woman, and my God, it was still beautiful. Look at Avatar. Avatar was released 2009. There was no naked woman, yet it was the highest grossing movie of all time. It tells you something. It, it, tell, it tells you something. There was not one naked boy. There was not one homosexual agenda in Avatar. Yet all those movies of nakedness, of not one has earned as much as that Avatar. Look at Avatar Part 2 came out. In less than one month, it passed the $2 billion mark. In less than a month, there was not no naked person there. The movie did nothing but uplift values and showed the crime of greed and showed people who were ready to give their lives to protect their land. That is, that is what should be worshipped. They were ready to die to make sure these greedy people will not take this land from us. And such movie touched the whole world to tell you that deep down in the soul of every man, we still know the virtues of the soul that we will not part with for nothing. Deep down, we know the things that should be worshipped. We know what God looks like. Deep down, every man knows what God is. And when we see it, we can't deny. We know. Not these fraudulent things that are being shoved down our throats on a daily basis in the name of witchcraft entertainment. 
destroying families. Gang violence in America, undeniably, is a product of the music. I was violent. I was a savage. When I used to listen to Future, my God, I can't even believe that I was once upon a time a Future stan. Future was my dude. I'm not kidding. I need to hear the kind of things that he says. Unbelievable. First of all, his music glorified drugs, being high, Percocets, Molly, Coke, Codeine. All the songs were about that, and all the songs were about the abuse of women, the maltreatment of women. Should women like B's and H's, if you know what B and H stands for. And you listen to that, and you think that everything will be well with you. How can it all be well with you? And if one can see it, future is a God because he's an embodiment of a particular set of values that many people are sacrificing to. We should have known Nigeria was in trouble 14 years ago when Olumentin came out with Yahuze and he sang a song that was rooted in the defrauding of people of their hard-earned money. And we all danced to it. Tell me you didn't dance to that song. Tell me you didn't dance to Yahuze when he came out. We danced. We danced to Yahuze. We did a hand like this. We danced to it. We danced. I was in an Uber one day. And the Uber was telling me that was the time he took three Yahoo boys. And right there in his car, there was one of the boys in the back seat that was talking to a man, a white man in God knows what country. The white man was begging him, say, please, this money you've taken from me is not even my own. It belongs to my company. Please. It's all my life savings. I have nothing left. The guy brought out a gun. He said, please, if you don't, he said, I will die today because I have nothing to live for. I'm 65. This is all I've worked for my whole life. Right then, then, the man killed himself. And the old boy that saw it collapse, his boys were not pouring Odin in his mouth and giving him weed to smoke, telling him that he'll be okay. Can you imagine? That is the reality of it. It's glorified. That's the reality. That's, that's the reality. The man died and he will live with that. All his life, that image of a man killing himself because of a wickedness will be etched on your consciousness till you die. And they were giving him weed to smoke, telling him to calm down, that he'll be okay. And you have this song, cash out, cash out, onimaga, bilam, small money, ball out. <laughs> You're surprised I know these songs, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Cash up is not even a Nigerian application to tell you what is a Nigerian doing singing about an American application that they used to move money stolen from American companies. Only maga bilam, you've seen a maga that doesn't have sense. You beat them and collect their money. Then you collect more money and ball out. So not only do you steal money, you now blow it in one night. 
Why would they come up with such lyrics? This is what they do. This is what they do. They are singing about what they are doing. And everyone is singing it. And you have, I remember just two years ago, I went to go and fix my phone. There's one roadside guy. And I, also, I went to go and fix my, my um, charging port. And I was watching that guy. As he was fixing my phone, he was waiting for, I think he, he ordered for some um, um, spare part or something like that. So while I was waiting for it to come, I saw him on his phone. He was chatting with a white person, trying to collect $100 from them. I said, so this young guy that has an honest trade of fixing mobile phones, he's still here on this app, trying to defraud someone of their money. I kid you know, when I was in university, I was so oppressed by people making money, spending money all around me. I had a classmate, one Arab girl, when we were doing um, um, our presentation of our life, where we came from, me and us talking about Nigeria, she just came, you know, showed her private jet, how, you know, my dad was complaining that we're always taking his private jet, so he just bought us our own, so we don't take his own. <laughs> I say pressure, bro. Pressure. The pressure was getting worse and worse. <laughs> Then they were not like Nigerians. Okay, it's fine if it's Arab boys and Arab girls. Then you're not seeing Nigerians do the same thing. They're all buying Rolls Royce. I say, ah, man, I need to go and do it. So for incident, I had a lot of friends who used to do like fraud and everything. So I went to one of them. I said, please, I want to learn it. He said, you sure? I said, I'm sure. Okay, buy this, buy this VPN, pay for this, pay for that. I bought everything. Can I give me an application? And I said, create this fake Facebook account, download these stock images, put this and this and this and that, and take this woman, talk to her. As I opened that app, and I sent a message to this woman, and she responded to me. That was the last time I ever spoke with my friend about that. I closed it, deleted everything. I just canceled everything. I just cancel everything. Even though I was in darkness, there were some things that were too much for me. It was too much. I, it was too much. I don't like I was a saint because even if that time I was not scamming anybody, I mean, I was still I still benefited from the proceeds of a lot of you know fictitious activities. To be told, you know, you know, I used to do what they call. Let me not say anything because it's not good to say such things. But my some interesting stuff, anyway. <laughs> Let's just see where someone. <laughs> You're laughing. <laughs> life, life, life. Let's just say that. You, you adjusted your suit, though. You adjusted it. That one was too hard. That one... <laughs> I had to adjust it. Though. Just in case, you know, let me not discriminate myself. <laughs> well, let's just say that when someone wants to get, let me just pull like this. When some people want to get paper from point A to point B, they will call me. And in getting paper from point A to point B, some paper will be dropped with me and the rest I'll send away. Let's just put it like that. But how that paper was gotten initially, I, I just don't want to know about it. Uh, so I'll collect my own paper and then go and do my own ball out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
whether it was from Bitcoin, because especially that time when Bitcoin blew up in 2018, uh, people would just come. There was one time I had a deal, $10 million, cash on the table, facilitated. I don't know how the money, I don't know, it's not my business. I'll just show you someone who can exchange this and that, get my stuff out. And that's how I was doing it. After doing this, go to the club, ball out, get girls, do this. You know, but nevertheless, that time when, when I picked up that phone and messaged that lady and she responded and I saw an actual human being respond, something in me got cold. I said, I, I can't do this. And I had a few moments like that. If I tell you guys my story, you'd be surprised. I've, I've done a lot of things, though. <laughs> if I told you guys, you'd be surprised that you can. this guy be sitting right here and preaching. You know, all kinds of things. If I told you my story, if I tell you of my actual activities, thank God God made me delete all my pictures and videos of that time. I only have like six or seven pictures and videos of that life. There are about 7,000 pictures I deleted. 7,000 pictures and videos. I only have like six. And those ones I found them by mistake. Maybe I'll check an old chat with a friend and I'll see there. Those are the ones that I shared on my, on my page. Those are even the softest ones. Thank God. If you had seen my life then, this God, this is what you're seeing is the grace of God. This is not man. The, it must be the grace of God. It must be the grace of God. But yes, Olomentine came. And he opened the door to a whole generation of criminals. It wasn't just a song that was alluring. The God that was marketed in his video was not the song. It wasn't the Yahoo. It was the morning. That time, that was when Homer Jeep was very popular. Do you guys remember that time in the early 2000s when Homer was everywhere? He started showing yellow Homer, green Homer in his car. God. Those who bowed down to greed were allured by the song. I don't know how you did it. I just need that homer. I must get it. And then boys started to go to Cyber Cafe to learn the trade, learn the trade. They started getting other small, small boys to get syndicates. For me, syndicate. Are you guys understanding? I've shown you guys a picture. I have a picture of Watch Pop. We went to Watch we came from a club, part of a Bentley that we had. You know, I knew all these people. I mean, I also used to go out all the time. Most times I used to even pay for his dinner, pay for the, the, the club. But you will know that. But that's, hey, that's just what it is. You know. I still have the picture. I can show you. I have it on my phone. You know. When you serve that, when that becomes your value, you are willing to even allow people die. For that. Ashtoreth is when you're ready to sacrifice everything for the sake of sex. For sex. That's what the Bible talks about how you, 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 you sacrifice on foreign mountains, foreign hills for sex. It toppled the Roman Empire. It destroyed them. It destroyed Babylon. It destroyed Greece. It destroyed France. 
he destroyed all of them. The same gods. I'll tell you again. Replace the word God with what? Replace the word God with what? Value. Value. So when you hear false God, what is God saying? When you hear the word false, false God. False values. False values. False Sorry, values. Um, Ashaka, there's something I just wanted to mention. Yes, please. Um, Sorry to interject. It was a post I saw on Sunessis about C.S. Lewis and about how creating noise so that we don't hear the voice of God. And that's what all this music does. You know, in order for us to connect with God, we have to worship God. But at the same time, in order for the devil to distract us from worshiping, he has to create a noise that will take us away from worship. And that's what all this music, circular music does. And it's not ironic that Lucifer was supposed to be the angel of light and worship. He was the head choir master, if I remember correctly. Or can I, if anyone can correct me if I'm wrong. So he's, he was in a position of, you know, praising God and having that deep spiritual connection with God. But because he fell, is that same, it's like you said, you know, you can only eat from where you come from. You can only eat from the earth because you're from the earth. Not from earth. So the devil can only use the authority he has. And that's where music, sex, and all that comes in. Yes. I just wanted to add that. Yes, absolutely. 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 And it's always been like that in all of history. All these things just distract us, scintillate our senses, and cause us to abandon the real virtues of the soul. The actual things that are meant to be upheld. The actual values that keep the home together. I watched a video today, very random on it, because you know Instagram on Explore, you see all manners of things. It was a video of a particular guy. He's part of those in that um, TV show called Shark Tank, right? And he was talking about a, a college guy who, who was in college and out of his dorm room, I think he was doing like, um, he had a, like an Amazon business where he like sells, buys and sells products. I know Amazon makes that possible for, for young people, anybody at all. So this guy through his Amazon business was making $5 million a year out of his dorm room, right? And he was complaining about how his girlfriend, so Dama was talking about how the guy was saying he has a problem. So they asked him what's his problem. He first of all talked about how he makes $5 million from his dorm room. Then I said, so what's the problem? He said, my girlfriend is complaining that I don't have any time for her. I'm always in my room 24 seven. Even on weekends, I'm working. I don't even see her up to even one time a week. I see her, it's only for a short time, and she's complaining. And it was like, Your problem is very easy. Five million dollars or a girlfriend, which is easier to get. And I, I saw that. And I mean, do you guys understand? I mean, do you, do you feel what I felt when I heard that? There's something intrinsically wrong with that mindset. Something intrinsically wrong with that mindset. Because in my reflection, I remember those days when I used to play about in Dubai and everything, I had a lot of friends who were like stupid rich, like they were really, really rich. Like I'm talking about in their house, you see like 
Well, there's one particular, they had like four Bugattis underground. They had like five Rolls Royces, five different years of Bentleys. Like everyone, their father, their parents were billionaires, like rich, rich, rich. But at the end of the day, with all that money, why are you still calling me and all these people around you if people didn't matter? Are you guys getting my point? Why are you still calling me? Why are you calling Rookie's phone? I love Rookie, where you at, bro? Yo, yo, come through, bro. Why are you calling me if money is more important than people? Or what use is all this wealth if there's no one to enjoy it with you? It means nothing. It means nothing. So from young, you already have that mindset that, oh, money over everything. Even my relationship with my friends, my wife, you already... It's a false God. And it will show you because it will put you in trouble. And that's why in the Bible, every time someone worships a false God, they always enter in trouble. Guys, this conversation, is it, is, it, is it making sense to you? I think it's making sense. Do you see how down to earth a lot of these things are so easy to understand? That's why the false gods always, when you put your trust in them, you always be let down. You will be let down. For your marriage, you put your trust in the God of Mammon, you, of course, your marriage will burn. It will disappoint you because it's, it's false. It is not something that this world that was created was built upon. It's false. And I saw that man saying that to young, because he's, he's also, his guy's like a billionaire. He's one of those Shark Tank um, investors. So obviously those young, miserable children are in front of him. Unfortunate people. And I'm saying unfortunate because they have him as a mentor. They are going to hear that. That you sacrifice your friendships, your marriage for money. Whereas about three months ago, I was watching a video of a guy who was one of those people that made a lot of millions from Bitcoin. He was one of those Bitcoin millionaires. And he was talking about how when he first made money from Bitcoin, he, that was when he just had his daughter. And he made a lot of money. He was traveling everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. Until one day, it just happened to be that his daughter turned five. And in one of his trips where he was hustling to get money, he actually forgot his daughter's birthday. She called him on FaceTime crying, Daddy, my birthday. He said something inside of him died that day. He just said, wow. I have actually been valuing the wrong thing. And he allowed some of his profits to be lost in order for him to gain his family. He count, Paul said, I counted these things as loss in order that I might gain Christ. I counted them as loss. This is not gain for me. Because if I gain all that, and at the end of the day, I have no family to go back to, I have wasted my life. And everything that I have done is now in vain. And he said he just changed his whole life. And he started spending more time with his family. Lionel Messi, one of the reasons why he's this great is because his family has been an anchor in his life. Or like all these other young footballers that are in the bed of every Delilah defined. You will never achieve Lionel Messi's status. If Ronaldo hadn't settled down, if he didn't settle down with 
Irina Sheikh when he did a few years ago, before he now got this new girl, what's her name again? Uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Uh, I can't remember her name. But for the past 15 years, Ronaldo has actually stayed with one, one, yeah, Georgina. Yeah, Georgina. Georgina Gio. For the past 15 or so years, Ronaldo has stayed with one woman. Whether or not he was married, that's not the point I'm making. I'm not trying to make it religious or moral or whatever. He had one woman with children, with family. And every time he goes, leaves the club, his football club, he goes back there, stays there. That's how he can be grounded. Look at Neymar. Look at him. Small boy. Look at your pot belly at 28. Is everything okay with you? How will you go far? Pot belly at 28. Look at your leg. You look like a cockroach now. Is that what happened to Ronaldinho? You are so proud. 33. You already have big stomach. Why won't you fall? Ronaldo was still playing at the top of his game. 37. There's something he did. There's something he valued. For Mayweather, even if he lives a life, a lot of a Christian life, Mayweather did not drink a drop of alcohol all the years of his fighting. After he wins a fight, he goes to the club and parties. He buys champagne for everybody. He drinks water. After drinking that water from the club, he would jog to his house. His motorcade would be following him as he's jogging at 3 a.m. Then all these stupid young boxers will come up. They say they like Floyd Mayweather. They'll box, they'll go and, go and drink and drink for three months. How can you reach where he reached? Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? There's one useless guy that came up, Adrian Brunner. He said, I'm the new Floyd Mayweather. Rubbish. With the drink you are drinking, look at him now. They are beating him anyhow. Now he's nowhere to be found. He's now crying. Floyd Mayweather, come and fight with me. Why should I fight with you? So that you now make $100 million for, on my head. Get out. Are you guys getting my point? After drinking water in the club, he will still jog home. You think, oh, you think people that are dancing, you think I'll let you deceive me, Abby? Look at this fat guy that beat Anthony Joshua, that robot. What's his name? Uh, and what's his name again? That uh, Mexican guy. Andy Ruiz. Ah, that guy doesn't have sense. After beating Anthony Joshua, instead of them to begin to go and grind, he went back home, superstar. In to go chop donut, chop burger, chop pizza, chop yam, chop fry, chop this, chop that. They come fast, come fast, they come beat down. Horrible. Horrible, don't be changed. The Bible said, whose God is their belly? (laughs) 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 Whose God is their belly? (laughs) 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 How do you think you will go that far? <laughs> Every man is a product of their value system. Every man is a product of the God they serve. Every man. Every man. Every, understand, we're not even having a spiritual conversation. I hope you guys know that. It's not even a spiritual conversation, but do you guys know that? Whenever we're talking about the strength of the Holy Spirit, whenever we're there, I'm just speaking basic, common sense language. For the layman, 
We're not even entering into the power of the Holy Spirit. This is, we're not even there. Just speaking, just common sense. Do you guys, do you guys get me? Do you guys get, this is not even a spiritual conversation. Even though it is, but I'm not saying that. It's not even a spiritual conversation. It's just a common sense conversation because it's much deeper than this. But it's a start. Do you guys hear me? We're always a product of what we bow down to. David was a product of what he bowed down to. That's what made him who he was. Ahab was a product of what he bowed down to. And his end showed that he put his trust in the wrong thing. It's not religious. I said it in the beginning. God is very logical. The problem is we don't understand his logic. The moment we start to understand it, a lot of things start to make sense. Replace the word God with values. And a lot of things begin to open up about what God considers to be a false God. It is a false value. A false value. I spoke about once. One of the things that led to the decline of the Black American family unit was the introduction of the public welfare system. When they started to give people what they call food stamps, especially to women who had children but no father. The moment they gave men, the moment they created a scenario where a woman and a child or her children can survive without the labor of the man, when they created that possibility, it gave the chance for a lot of people to now become lackadaisical, to become lazy. Oh, you mean that if, I not, if I'm not in your life, you can get free food from the government and my son can get free food from government? Hell, why don't you work? I ain't got to work. Huh, work for what? Hell, hell no. And after that introduction of the food stamps, in less than 20 years, the black, the, the, the how, can, how, how can I put it? There were 70% of black homes had father and mother. In 20 years, it dropped down to about 30%. In about 20 years later, it dropped down to about 15%. That's how it happened. Values. Values. It showed that men went taught to value that ability, that, that nature to, 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 to expand yourself for others to thrive. Where you, you, you find joy in being part of the reason why another person can be well, why they can be nourished, why they can have. It, 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 it gives you joy to be a light, to expand yourself for other people, for other people to rise. That's God. That's a value system that God embodies. If one doesn't have that, you don't have God because that's one of the key, most important attributes of God. That will, that's why God is called light. The sun expands itself every day for others to shine. 
And that's what the Bible calls a true king, a governor, the one who has dominion. A true king makes others to become kings. He nourishes, he nurtures, he causes others to rise upon his back. A false king eats his children. Isn't the old generation meant to pass away for the new generation? We have an old generation that are eating their kids. You are 80, you are still in power. Your child is 60 years old, wasting away. What does that even mean? Eating them. The Bible talks about the devour, the one that devours the children. Can someone bring that scripture for me? When it talks about the devourer of children. Ah, someone read that scripture, find it online. The devourer of children. I can't remember the, the, the way it was verbatim. Imagine, after 80 years, it's still your turn. It doesn't make any sense. And many of us will scream against him, but some of us, even where we are, in your small choir department in church that you've been there for four years, it's the turn for this young girl to come up. You will not give her a chance, but you're calling Tinubu. But look at you, where you are. You're in a position to allow someone else to be lifted up. But no, it's still your turn. My lying people, my lying and that, that choir department is just one. I can't start naming everything in this life, but you know where you are, and you know that you're in a position where you should give another person a chance, but you would not, because it's still your turn. And nobody can rise around you. You must be the one that would rise upon the backs of others as a pharaoh. So before we call the one who is saying Emilokon, check your own life, how you are, you are saying Emilokon in different ways. It's true. It's true. Thank you, Temidayo. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Because some say to you, you devour people and deprive your nation of its children. New Living Transition. This is what the sovereign Lord says. The other nations taunt you, saying Israel is a land that devours its own people and robs them of their children. When we have the wrong values, we will never have posterity. It will America is already dead. So it's already a matter of time. What, what you are seeing there is the judgment of God upon that land. It has happened. You, you enter that land upon the bloodshed of millions of indigents, you're all finished. You must be destroyed. It's not, it's just a matter of time. America has already been judged. People think judgment is when earthquake. No, they're already judged. Look at the, look at how they're living their life. That even people who are on a normal day, they don't care about a lot of things. They are saying that these people are mad. I saw a video. They asked one guy. They said, "What what is your adjective or something like that?" He said, "I don't. I'm a he male me. I don't do all that mental illness stuff." <laughs> So not ask me. So if I identify, <laughs> I think you saw that video. <laughs> you need to see the way he said it. <laughs> he was so upset. You know these hillbilly guys, those these redneck uh, Southern American people. He, they not, they not ask him. They not said, "What if I identify as a he, she, we?" He just paused. The mental illness. <laughs> Mental oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> mental illness. 
Like, like, I said, God has already punished that country. It's not even about, they have, God has already punished. You can see the punishment of God written all over America. It's the truth. God has already punished that country. The judgment of God is already on them. They are, they are, all those things you see from a spiritual standpoint is what you call cancer. The country has become rotten. And you see these things that they are doing, it will eat them from inside out. They will, they will, they will rip the fruit of their labor. This is not about they are permitted, where anything I can fantasize becomes a reality. They will eat, they will rip the fruit of their labor. They will rip the fruit of their labor. Because those are the gods they chosen to serve. And many of those gods are represented by politicians. They're represented by movie stars. They're represented by musicians. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? Rejoice, forget a revival that is broken and America is finished. You understand? Those people will be like Goshen, but the country is gone. Forget about it. Forget that revival stuff. It's, it's revived the church there, but that land is already gone. I mean, look at Iran. Iran still exists, right? But it's not what it once was. You get my point. You, 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 you get my point. It's not like the land will cease to exist. The glory that we could have been would just be lost. Because America was supposed to be the hope for a new world. It really was. And the founding fathers, the vision they had, they, they really could have achieved a lot, but they messed up from the beginning. <laughs> when they valued the claiming of that land over the lives of those people, once they began like that, yeah, uh, that beginning defined the whole of America. Defined the whole of America. America, it was a shame. When American began, it's the, it was there was hope. There really was hope, but greed, Moloch, Ashtaroth, all these different values that were recorded in the Bible, they bowed down to them, and they placed them over the God-given values and systems, and it ruined them. It ruined them. It ruined them. In the name of industrialization, they have ruined their land. Spiritually speaking, those who know, know that when you see tornadoes, earthquakes, this is a representation of like, like a flu in the planet. You might sound silly to a scientific one, that's fine. You can see, you can believe what you want. But when you see those kind of things, it shows that the planet, because the planet is a living organism. Spiritually speaking, in the realms of the spirit, the, a planet is considered to be a person. And the people within the planet are considered to be cells within that person. And the planet itself has a soul, but that's a different conversation. We are like cancers in the planet that are causing decay in a particular part. And when that decay happens, those earthquakes, tornadoes, all those things are like illnesses in the body. Are you guys understanding what I'm saying? That's why you find all kinds of natural disasters happening there. All kinds. In the name of greed and industrialization, we have messed up our ecosystem. Over 90% of animals that have, do you know that over 90% of animals that have existed on God's green earth are now extinct? Do you guys know that? 
you know, do, do you guys know, do you guys know what that means for the planet? Do you know what that, do you know what that means? Every single race of animals are like a, a, a division in a company, like an accountant, accounting department, marketing division, uh, transportation unit, every animal kingdom or every animal family represents a particular job description. Imagine wiping out 90% of your company's infrastructure. Are you not in trouble? You think those animals were not doing something for the ecosystem? You must be a fool. And it's these days people are now realizing what all these different things are doing. They're just realizing it now. 90% of the creatures that God made on this planet for a purpose are now extinct. And we think there won't be consequences for that. Come on, friends. Come on. Come on. Let's just be reasonable here. Come on. It can be reversed, at least not in uh, next five, 10 generations. How can global warming be reversed? Something that they have been doing for me. How, how can it reverse? Even the never, ever, 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 ever. We have become dependent on the very things that destroy the planet. Do you know how detrimental that is? That you, to survive, you need things that kill you. Wow. <laughs> the judgment of God is already in the earth. <laughs> the judgment of God is already in the earth. We have reaped the well-wind. <laughs> is the truth. We are now, we can't live without the things that are killing us. Is deep, my friends. And it's because of the gods we have chosen to serve. It's not religion, my friends. I don't consider myself to be a religious person. If you've known me long enough, you know that. But I can function in religion, I can speak religiously, but I'm not a religious person. No. God is beyond religion. Truth is beyond religion. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it is beyond skin color. It's beyond denomination, it's beyond race, it's beyond creed and factions. It transcends all these things, but it still includes all these things. <laughs> and because it includes all these things, I can't write off religion completely because I know the great value of religion, right? So I'm not an imbalanced person. I'm not like those who throw religion out the one. No, religion is important, right? You need it, it's important. Up to a certain point. After that point, it must be discarded for that which is superior to it, right? But I'm not a religious person, not in the slightest. Matter with Jesus Christ. They put him in a religious, religious box, but he didn't, he didn't function in it, right? He wasn't trying to, he, he, was, he just was. Everything he did was, it was as a result of what he was. He wasn't acting, he, wasn't, he just was. People saw what he was and made a system out of it and said, we call it Christianity. We didn't call it anything. In fact, as a matter of fact, Jesus Christ was a Jew. If we're going to choose, if we're going to go with the actual history, he was a Jew. So you better call yourself a Jew because Jesus was a Jew. Paul was a Jew, right? He wasn't a Christian. They were called Christians by outsiders. If we're going to start going into terms and terminologies, right? So this is not religious conversation. This is what you call a common sense. I believe so much in common sense. And that's why I spend a lot of time trying to teach common sense, which is now a scarce commodity in our generation. Once God is abandoned, 
Once the values that uphold all of creation are abandoned, decay is inevitable. It's a fact. God is love. If you say, I love Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean anything if that Jesus Christ isn't attached to some value in your mind that you serve. Do you guys hear that? If you say, I love Jesus, and that Jesus you love is not attached to some value, some principle that you serve, your love does not mean anything. Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you should what? Let me see my Bible, my Bible scholars here. Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you should what? If you love me, you should what? Someone complete it for me. If you love me, you should what? Obey my commandments. Yes, obey my commandments. Obey my commandments. So I love Jesus. It's all due. It doesn't mean anything. Love, from the Hebrew point of view, is only verified by action. For God so loved the world that he gave. His love was verified in the act of giving his son. Love is not by mouth. Love is by act. It's not audio. God doesn't do audio law. Not my mouth. So you I love Jesus doesn't mean a thing if that love isn't verified by you preserving his commandments. And isn't, isn't it strange or coincidental that the commandments that God asks you to keep are the very things that keep you? Isn't it strange? I told you everything that God, every time God asks you for something, he's actually giving you something. The commandment he has asked you to keep is actually what will keep you. Is actually what will protect you, what will preserve you. What he has asked you to preserve is what actually preserves you. And when you don't preserve what God has asked you to preserve, you find out you yourself decay and you rot. You guys understand? God, God, God is never separated from what we consider to be values. And whatever you bow down to as a value is your God. What is, <laughs> what is unity and true peace? What I is, I go die for your bomb, bomb. I go die for you. <laughs> Everybody's singing these days. <laughs> How far can I take you? Try it and see. Put your faith in that bomb, bomb. Let's, let's see what will come of you. <laughs> because you see, God is very logical. Well, test it. Let's see how far it goes. Since that's your God, let's test it. Let's see where it, it, it leads you to. Right? If your God is your belly, worship it and let's see where it leads you to when you live only for what can enter into your stomach or what can gratify you sexually. Let's see where you, how far you go in life. It's true. You can't cheat God. Try your best. You can't, treat, you can't cheat God. You can't. It's impossible. You just find that you only cheat yourself because God and you, do you think there's a difference? You can't cheat God without cheating yourself. That's why God can't cheat you because he knows that you and him are part and parcel of one another. So to treat you bad is to treat himself bad. 
So understand, when God tries to save you, he's also selfish. He's saving himself. Have you guys ever thought about, thought about that before? God is the most selfish being in creation. <laughs> because true and authentic selflessness is truly selfish. Because he now considers everything as a part of itself. Is what you call the inclusive I. The inclusive we. That's why them just Christ spoke and said I. It wasn't just I, but it was we. Because he was speaking, including his father. He was never one. If God sells you out, he sells himself out because who do you think you are? Jesus Christ said, isn't it written in your law that I said ye are gods? But yet, you shall die like men, men and fall like the princes. So it's, it's, it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to consider the things that we value, the things that we lift up, the things we sacrifice our money for, the things we sacrifice our time for, the things we, think we sacrifice our strength for, we sacrifice our life for. We need to consider them. Because man was not only made to bow down to something, man was also made to bow for things to bow down to him. Did you know that? God also wants you to be God over things. But it's unfortunate that the things that were supposed to be God over will make our God. And the things that, we, that should be our God, we try to be what? God over. Ah, God is deep. Is <laughs> deep. Is deep. The heaven is thy throne, O God, and the earth is thy footstool. And God said to man, sit at my right hand side until I make all your enemies your footstool. What did man do? Man made all those enemies, pride, lust, greed, sexual immorality, to be his God. And then he put his foot on heaven and made heaven his footstool. <laughs> is it a mystery? <laughs> is it a mystery? The earth that should be our food too, we made it our God, and they will not try and put our legs on heaven. <laughs> now you understand that's why the pentagram, that's a five-pointed star upside down, is used to represent a demonic entity or a fallen man. Because that's what it looks like. You know, the upside-down star. Because the upright star it represents a man with his head. The middle finger represents the head going towards heaven. These two fingers represent the two right hands, and these two represent the two legs. So the five-pointed star is the head towards heaven, the feet down on the earth. But the one upside down is the feet pointing towards heaven, and the head downward is a complete travesty. It's an error. It's, it, it's literally upside down. You see? It's tragic. It's, it's really tragic. In all ramifications, it's tragic. Sorry, I don't get that. Can you explain that again? Is it the actual Jewish star you're talking about? 
no, no, the, the regular star, the normal star that well, has five points. Like this normal star, a regular star, that when it's upside down, they call it the pentagram. Like the pentagram is literally a star with five points. When it's upside down, it represents a fallen man. You know, when they talk about how some people say they see visions of men walking on their heads, that's what it means. Where you have made the earth to be governor over you and you have made heaven your footstool, right? Someone just posted it, the diagram now. This diagram that you're seeing here, this star that is standing upright represents a divine man. Most people don't know. They think once you see this star, it's demonic. No, it's demonic when it is upside down, right? This star you are seeing is a picture of an upright man. His head is towards heaven. Heaven is the government on his head, and the earth is under his footstool. But when you invert this star, Earth becomes the government on his head and heaven becomes his footstool. So that's how, how Satan is, right? He wants to put God under his dominion and wear the earth as a crown. It's the complete opposite of how it's supposed to be. Right? Do you guys understand? Complete opposite of how it's supposed to be. You know? Yeah, I see what you mean now. The pointed one is the the head, the two arms, exactly. and the legs. Exactly. So it's really worship again, if you look at it that exactly. way. Exactly, exactly. Or worship, worship the wrong way. Worship the wrong way. So, so, God invites us to worship things. To worship things that actually profit bow down to things that actually profit and he reveals them in the commands, instructions, counsel that he gives to us. You guys following? And that's why he keeps on saying that my statutes, my commandments will preserve you in the land that I will give to you. Because in the preservation of the commandments of God, you find that you yourself are preserved. Every time God asks something from you, he's actually giving you what you are asking for, even if you don't know to ask for it. You guys understand? And that's what God is inviting us to. That's what God is inviting us to. Every single one of us. Reinstating the right values, reinstating the right principles, and allowing them to govern us. If unity and peace is God over you, and you sacrifice everything that you have and everything that you are for unity and peace, marriages do not die the way they do. Marriages are dying because people have false gods. Are you guys understanding? Marriages are dying because people have false gods, false values, false things that they uphold. Things like reputation, self-esteem, pride. And they are willing for their homes to decay. They are willing for their children to grow up without a healthy home for the sake of their pride, for the sake of their personal ambition. Because the wrong things are upheld. Do you guys understand that? 
when God is abandoned, when the values, the principles, the laws that keep creation going are abandoned, decay is the only outcome. The earth can't but rot. And the Bible shows that in so many places, people who have lifted up the wrong things, showing you what exactly happened to them. Solomon, by virtue of the amount of women he married, served Ashtaroth. Are you guys understanding? He believed in the bundle. <laughs> he considered it to be his salvation. And that's why he sold. You see, the Bible says, the kingdom of heaven is like one who found a pearl and sold all that he had to purchase it. Solomon sold all that he had, including God, for the bumble. <laughs> and what was the outcome, friends? What was the outcome? He sold all that he had for the sake of sex. And what was the outcome? Messed up, Everything was messed. David gave him a solid inheritance. Literally messed up. It was messed up. Literally, the Bible showed that him putting his trust in faith, his faith in lust, cost him everything. That even the little part of the kingdom that remained wasn't because of Solomon, but because of David. God kept on saying, because of my servant David, who kept my statutes, I would do this, I would do that. Solomon messed everything. So for those who are, I saw one particular person who was, he was even a pastor, he was caught in, in, in adultery, and then he began to say, wasn't Solomon, didn't Solomon have 700 uh, wives and 300 concubines? I said, now I can see that you are a fool, and you will call yourself a prophet. I can see that God has already punished you. For you to have this confidence, it shows that the judgment of God has already come upon you. Because the Bible speaks about the one who has resolved in his heart to follow the path of darkness will be given over to a ret reprobate mind and a lying spirit from God will come upon you. And such a man has been deceived by God has allowed him to be deceived so that in the time of judgment, he won't escape it. You are quoting Solomon saying, didn't you see Solomon had 700 wives? Didn't you see what those 700 wives caused for him? Abraham that had two wives, didn't you see what those two wives caused for him? David had many wives, didn't you see what those many wives caused for him? Problem all throughout the family. M.P. Abiola died with so many wives and children, suffering, followed all of them. They fought for years. I had a friend who was one of M.P. Abiola's sons. Fights. Not just physical, but even spiritual, battling every one of them. Sorry, you missed the first man, Adam. Only one wife to yes. chop apple. Nobody just said, in the beginning, it wasn't so. It was man and woman. When you abandon the statutes of God, the consequences tell you whether this thing that God has told you to do is right or wrong. The consequences show the value of God's commands. And when they are abandoned, the outcome is clear. So it showed that Solomon's God, Solomon's God was his belly. It was his genitals. He served his genitals. And if the genitals said, listen, Pick this lady, he will pick it. Zenitha said, hey, and that's how he lived his life. 
and the, the outcome of that service to sex showed that it was a false god. It's not about whether Bible said or this said. It's not about because it was the, the god of a foreign land. Forget about all those things that people say that, oh, because it's a different religion or different, this is why we reject it. No, we reject it because we're studying the value system. If you see someone in a different religion that upholds the telling of the truth, ask them to teach you. They have more to teach you than you who can't stop help but lie. Someone who would die before they will steal, go and ask them to pray for you to receive that anointing. They have more to give you than you who call Jesus Christ, but you are a kleptomaniac. That your Jesus doesn't mean anything. And again, I say that your Jesus, not Jesus, right? Because Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you keep my command. So if you are living life calling Jesus Christ, but all your lifestyle is desecrating the commands of Jesus, then that your Jesus is different from the one that came 2,000 years ago. Are you guys understanding this? So invites us into a world of deep reasoning because common sense is very much lost. And the church believes just because we have a book that was said by this and that person, I'm better than the next man. Even though you are lying, you are stealing, you are cheating, fear is making you do everything. You are still impregnating girls up and down. What, 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 what's the value of your Christianity? It means nothing. Even Jesus Christ will condemn you. It means nothing. If a Sodom and Gomorrah will condemn you, Nineveh will condemn you. Because those people were not even that, they were not even that depraved. Jesus Christ said, Woe unto you, Sidon, woe unto you, Bethsaida. For if the messages that were preaching you were preaching Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have stood unto this day. On the day of judgment, Sodom and Gomorrah will rise up against you to tell you that as bad as Sodom and Gomorrah was, they were still learning walk where Tyre and Sidon were. Now imagine if Christ came and saw New York. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> or Los Angeles, huh? <laughs> or Miami, or Paris, or Dubai. <laughs> Friends. <laughs> or Vegas. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah will condemn Las Vegas. <laughs> Lagos. Sodom and Gomorrah will condemn Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> they will condemn Lagos. They will condemn Lagos. So he invites us to really consider a lot of things. What we actually lift up. Remember, God is anything that you sacrifice for. That which you lift up as a value that you live for. And we need to ask ourselves, what are our values? What are your values? What do you live for? What are you willing to die for? Some people are ready to die for vengeance. I will lose, I'm ready to lose everything if it means that I can get you back. Do you guys understand? I've seen situations of people, you know, who ladies are, they, they pride themselves in their beauty. When they are angry, they will naked themselves in the name of fight and anger. They don't care what happens. They don't care. It shows what is a God to them. Do you guys understand? Men who are supposed to be honorable, in the name of politics, they come online and make a fool of themselves. 
It shows our values. It shows what we lift up. And if what we lift up is false, we will see that in the process of following these things, our lives go into decay. So this whole conversation is summarized in this question. What do you value? What do you sacrifice your time for? What do you sacrifice your energy for? There's a man who said, you find very clearly, and this is even a carnal statement, but it can still be spiritual. The difference between a rich man and a poor man will be seen in the things they sacrifice their time doing. That's the difference. The poor man spends the greater part of his time doing things that profit little. The wealthy man spends the greater part of his time doing things that profit much. Values. Values. Why one prioritizes that football game, that TV show, that this and that, and he exhausts all himself to make sure he can be entertained. One is spending the midnight candle, learning. In, I mean, wait, in 2023, the world is moving 100 miles per hour. New technologies are being evolved, developed. If you don't update yourself, you're, you'll be, you'll just be surprised when you get sacked later because the computer can do your work. It's happening. And no one should be afraid. What is simply happening is that God is trying to evolve the consciousness of man, just like the way we're forced to evolve in the time of industrialization. Who you are is no longer good enough. And if you don't become very ambidextrous, have a, a, a wide plethora of skill sets, you will be, you'll be cast out. It's not an insult. Computer is doing a lot of things now. So people now, right now, with, with, the, with the computer and everything that makes want to make money remotely, the spare time that they have, they're using it to increase their skill set and make themselves even more useful in newer areas. And in doing so, they are, they are, they are guaranteeing themselves a spot in the world to come. But some of us are wasting our time. Wasting our time on things that profit very little, that will yield very little. You see? So it's an invitation to a greater consideration. An invitation to a greater consideration. What do you value? What do you lift up? What do you give your time for, your energy for, your life for? That thing is your God. And God help you if that thing you give your time for, your energy for, your life for, is something that doesn't profit. In 10 years time, every single one of us here, every single one of us here, it will be clear the God that we serve. On that note, my friends, tonight's lecture has come to a beautiful end. And someone shouts a powerful hallelujah. Just meet your microphone and shout hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says the weapon of our weapons of warfare 
are not carnal, but mighty in God for the bringing down of strongholds and the casting down of every imagination that has exalted itself above God. I want us to just pray in the next two minutes, and I want us to unmute our microphone as we pray. That even from this very day, every false value in our life that has risen itself above God, that it be revealed and turned down in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's begin to pray for ourselves. Let me unmute our microphone and begin to pray for yourselves right now. That every false value, every broken system that has been taught to us by the world, God has been taught to me every broken system that has learned to come from fear or come from situation or circumstances. False values of God of sexuality, false values of in the name of Jesus. Everything you God have upheld, every value of upheld, every value of God have upheld, every value of God have upheld, Masanto Tempia, my pride, my ego, my jealousy, my anger, my rakato, Shekha, Rekhetoso, Anakatakata, everything you God have upheld, Michel, my prosperity, every in the name of 
our lives, our families, our communities will be resurrected upon the back of the resurrection of the bodies of God. To worship yeah. God. And also just write this down. I want us to just write this down and let this whole lecture be summarized in this phrase. To worship God is to value what God values, period. To worship God is to value what God values. God loved David because David was a man after God's heart. Beyond his errors, beyond his mistakes, what God valued, he valued. What God detested, he detested. What God loved, he loved. He was a man after God's heart and he lifted up the heart of God above all things. And it made him become a giant amongst all men. And God wants to make every single one of us into people like that. And it shall be a reality in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.